Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode we unveil a brand new series familiar uh, to those who have uh, been listening to the podcast for a while, but a new series nonetheless. I am calling it Animal Exploration. Basically what we'll be doing is we'll be learning about different animals in alphabetical order, uh, giving you some facts and uh, my commentary along the way. It's not too dissimilar to the uh, dog breeds episode I did, uh, or series I did, not too dissimilar from Double Rainbow, which was basically um, giving you my opinion and commentary on colors in alphabetical order. But, um, you know, these type of series seem to do pretty well. I get requests for more of these, and I enjoy doing them because um, I find it interesting to learn about colors and animals, whatever it may be. And I like the opportunity to uh, ramble about nonsensical uh, things that help you relax and sleep and distract you from your uh, days, worries, and stresses. So, as I'm sure you could uh, imagine, there are a lot of animal breeds out there, species, and um, it's very unrealistic I'll be able to do all of letter A today, but we'll start and uh, I'll kind of earmark it, and wherever we stop, we'll pick up for the next one, because I'll definitely do at least um, a couple more of these animal explorations. So, without further ado, again, welcome, brand new series, Animal Exploration, and we begin with letter A. To kick off our brand new series, we start with the aardvark. Aardvarks are small pig-like mammals that are found inhabiting a wide range of different habitats throughout Africa, south of the Sahara. They are mostly solitary and spend their days sleeping in underground burrows to protect them from the heat of the African sun, emerging in the cooler evening to search for food. Their name originates from the Afrikaans language in South Africa and means earth pig due to their long snout and pig-like body. Aardvarks are unique among animals as they are the only surviving species in their animal, animal family. Until recently, it was widely believed that they were the most closely related to other insectivores such as armadillos and pangolins, but this is not the case with their closest living relatives actually thought to be elephants. Aardvarks have a unique appearance amongst mammals, and indeed all animals, as they display physical characteristics of a number of different animal species. They have medium-sized, almost hairless bodies and long snouts that makes them look distinctly pig-like at first, with thick skin that both protects them from the hot sun and also from being harmed by insect bites. They are able to close their nostrils to stop dust and insects from entering their nose. They have tubular rabbit-like ears that can stand on end but can also be folded flat to prevent dirt from entering when they are underground. Aardvarks have strong claws um, on each of their spade-like feet, that along with the fact that their hind legs are longer than their front legs, 
make some strong and capable diggers able to excavate vast amounts of earth at an alarming rate. Of course, the uh, your favorite aardvark, I'm sure, is Arthur. Arthur the aardvark. Um, perhaps it will depend on your age range and what kind of cartoons you grew up watching. But uh, Arthur is uh, certainly the only aardvark I know um, in pop culture. And uh, I remember thinking while watching Arthur that aardvark was like a made-up animal and much to my um, surprise as I got older I realized they, uh, they're not made up although if you look back on Arthur and his family they don't really look like aardvarks aardvarks you know they're not they're not like Arthur anyway next up we have the Abyssinian, A-B-Y-S-S-I-N-I-A-N. The Abyssinian is a cat originating from Egypt with an average size of about 2 feet or 60 centimeters. Their average weight is about 10 pounds or 4.5 kilos, and the average lifespan is 15 years. The Abyssinian cat is thought to be one of the oldest breeds of domestic cat in the world as the first domestication of the Abyssinian cat occurred in ancient Egyptian times. It is thought that Abyssinian cats were bought and sold on the banks of the River Nile by traders or the African wild cats, the ancestors of all domestic cats, lived in their native habitats. The Abyssinian cat has a more wild-looking appearance uh, when compared to many breeds of domestic cat in modern times. They have large ears, mean, meaning it has fantastic hearing, um, and large almond-shaped eyes um, are still very distinctive of the breed today. The Abyssinian cat is known to be extremely intelligent and playful and is thought to be one of the most active breeds of domestic cat as the Abyssinian seems to find it almost impossible to sit still. I have uh, I have a couple of cats that I have here in the home, and uh, sitting and sleeping is pretty much all they do until about, um, let's see, maybe 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, where they will decide to figure out a way to make a lot of noise. could be coughing up a hairball at that time. It could be... Uh, knocking things over. What else? Um, could be um, uh, meowing for food if their bowls are empty. And then uh, one of them will always get into bed around 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning when I'm still trying to sleep. Trying to get a, at least a, you know, a few more minutes of sleep. And we'll just start to meow for no real reason. So. I guess, I guess they're, they're similar to the Obsidian Cat in that way, where they can't sit still, but in this case it's for only a couple hours at a time. Up next we have the Adeli Penguin, A-D-E-L-I-E, -E, Penguin. Um, kind of looks like Happy Feet. If you've ever seen Happy Feet, this is the kind of penguin that I think is represented in that movie, even though I've only seen the trailer, I've never 
seeing the entirety of Happy Feet. So obviously this is a bird. Uh, location is coastal Antarctica. They are carnivores and their prey includes krill, fish, and squid. The Adelie penguin is the smallest and most widely distributed species of penguin in the Southern Ocean and is only and is one of only two species of penguin found on the Antarctic mainland. The other being the much larger Amber penguin. The Adelie penguin was named in 1840 by French explorer Jules Dumont Deville, who named the penguin for his wife Adelie. Adelie penguins have adapted well to life in the Antarctic, as these migratory birds winter in the northern pack. What? Adelie penguins have adapted well to life in the Antarctic, as these migratory birds winter in the northern pack ice before returning south to the Antarctic coast for the warmest summer months. The way that that sentence was laid out was a bit confusing. They are migratory. Okay. The Adelie penguin is one of the most easily identifiable penguin species with a blue back, blue black back. That's a tongue twister. Say that five times. Blue black back, blue black back, blue black back. Shortest uh, tongue twister in the English language is toy boat. Try saying toy boat a few times. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. It's a lot harder than you think for most. The head and beak of the Adelie penguin are both black with a distinctive white ring around each eye. The strong pink feet of the Adelie penguin are tough and bumpy with nails that not only aid the Adelie penguin in climbing the rocky cliffs to reach its nesting grounds, but also help to push them along when they are sliding, rowing along the ice. Up next, we have the Affin Pincher, little pincher dog. And the picture that they have of this little dog looks like someone took a very fluffy dog um, and put a large fan next to him or her, uh, put it on the highest setting possible, and the poor dog is like looking up, wondering, why are you blowing all this air on me? So all his, his or hers little hair is kind of like flowing majestically in the wind. The Affen Pincher is thought to be one of the oldest toy dog breeds, appearing in Germany during the 17th century. Although the Affen Pincher then was bigger than the dog we know today, it is thought that the ancestors of these dogs were around much earlier, being depicted in paintings as early as the 15th century. The Affen Pincher was first bred and kept as a form of pest control in kitchens and stables, as these active terriers proved effective at keeping rat numbers down. By the late 1800s, the breed was fully established in southern Germany and was a favorite dog of the rich and famous. Life of the rich and famous. I'm pretty sure that was a show on MTV or VH1. The life of the rich and famous. The Affen Pincher was imported in the USA after the Second World War, where today more Affen pitchers exist than anywhere else in the world combined. Affen pinchers have a distinctive appearance that is often associated with terriers. The small body of the Affen pincher is covered in coarse, wiry fur that tends to be either black or gray in color and is actually quite long for such a small dog. The head of the Affen pincher is domed 
I was about to say doomed. They're not doomed. It's not a doomed little breed. It's domed. With a short muzzle, small ears, and dark eyes, and its trademark monkey-like, their words, not mine, expression is exaggerated by its protruding lower lip. Their tails are relatively short. Uh, despite its distinctive terrier-like appearance, the Affin Pincher is different from other terriers as they are actually part of the Pincher-Schnauzer subgroup. These characteristics mean that not only is the Affin Pincher small, active, and loyal, but they also often get along well with other dogs and pets. The Affen Pincher was first named in 17th century Germany as Swergenfen Pincher. Swergenfen Pincher. I know I have a few German listeners. How do you say that? Z W E R G A F F E N P I N C H E R. Swergenfen Pincher. Which literally translated means little monkey dog due to its curious monkey-like expression. Interesting Affenpincher fact of the day. As we scroll along, and we now are introduced to the African Bush Elephant. The African Bush Elephant is the largest of all living creatures on land today, with some individuals growing to weigh more than six tons. Could you imagine six tons of weight? Of course you can't. Neither can I. The elephant is thought to have been named after the Greek word for ivory, meaning that elephants were named for their uniquely long tusks. Although many of the ancestors of the African bush elephant became extinct during the last ice age, including the woolly mammoth, there are three distinct species of elephant remaining today, which are the Asian elephant, of which there are a number of subspecies, the African bush elephant and the African forest elephant. Although these two elephant species are very similar, the African bush elephant is considered to be generally larger than the African forest elephant, which has rounder ears and straighter tusks. The African bush elephant, the male African bush elephant, can reach up to 3.5 meters in height and the females being slightly smaller at around 3 meters tall. The body of the African bush elephants can also grow uh, to between 6 and 7 meters long. The tusks can be nearly 2.5 meters in length and generally weigh between 50 and 100 pounds, which is about the same as a small adult human. A small adult human does not weigh 100 pounds. For the record, I mean, a small adult human is like, like a small adult male is probably like one, I don't know, like, probably like 150, I would think, right? So, although the historical range of its ancestors ranged right into the Arctic Circle, today the African bush elephant is mainly found in Central and Southern Africa in nomadic herds that wander the plains and grasslands of Africa grazing for food and searching for water holes. Unlike the slightly smaller African forest elephant, the African bush elephant inhabits the grassy savanna plains 
and shrubland of the African continent in groups that contain mothers and their calves. Generally, African bush elephant herds contain around 10 individuals, but it is not uncommon for family groups to join together, forming a clan which contain over 1,000 elephants. Not only is the African bush elephant an incredibly sociable mammal, but it is also a very active one. African bush elephants are nomadic animals, meaning that they are constantly on the move in search of food, so moving within these family herds allows them to have greater protection from both predators and from the elements. Up next we have the African civet. It's very interesting. The African civet, upon first look, kind of looks like a raccoon head with a, like, leopard body, leopard print, but on a hyena body. So, uh, so imagine a hyena with a kind of raccoon face with a leopard print. That's kind of what I first gather here. And uh, you can tell I don't know much about civets, so this is why I have this information to present to you, which is... The African civet is a large species of civet found across sub-Saharan Africa. The African civet is the only remaining member in its genetic group and is considered to be the largest civet-like animal on the African continent. Despite their cat-like appearance and behaviors, the African civet are not felines at all, but are in fact more closely related to other carnivores including weasels and mongooses. A weasel or mongoose. I, I can kind of pick up on that. The African civet is most well known for the musk that it secretes to mark its territory called civetone, which has been used in the manufacturing of perfumes for centuries and is, its striking black and white markings make the African civet one of the e easiest civet species to identify. One of the African civet's most distinctive features, as mentioned, are the uh, the uh, black and white markings. Um, gives them a raccoon-like appearance. The similarity is only heightened by the fact that the African civet civet's hind legs are quite a bit longer than its front legs, making its stance very different to that of a mongoose. The average adult African civet has a body length of around 70 centimeters, with nearly the same length tail on top of that. The paws of the African civet each have five digits with non-retractable claws to enable a civet to move about in the trees more easily. The musk secreted by the glands close to the African civet's reproductive organs has been collected by humans for hundreds of years. In its concentrated form, the smell is said to be quite offensive to people, but much more pleasant diluted. The African civet is also known to use designated areas around its territory where it is able to go to the toilet. Very interesting, isn't it? Up next we have the African clawed frog. The African clawed frog is a large species of flat, not fat, flat frog that is primarily found dwelling at the bottom of lakes and rivers. 
The African clawed frog is also known as the platana and has a number of very unique features that mean it is especially adapted to its habitat. The African clawed frog is thought to have originated in South Africa and is today found naturally across the African continent. The African clawed frog has also been introduced to the Americas and parts of Europe. African forest elephant. So we already learned about the African bush elephant. Now we have the African forest elephant, which is one of the two elephant subspecies found on the African continent. Although the African forest elephant is slightly smaller than the African bush elephant, it is still one of the largest mammal animals found on land today. The African forest elephant is the uh, is one of the uh, largest known land mammals on Earth, with male African forest elephants reaching nearly three meters in height and the females around two and a half meters. The tusks of an African forest elephant can grow to nearly one and a half meters long and generally weigh between 50 and 100 pounds, um, which again is what this article that I'm quoting or this source that I'm using says is about the same as a small adult human. Again, I, I don't know too many adult humans that are between 50 and 100 pounds. The tusks of the African forest elephant are pretty straight instead of curved to help them move through the thick jungle with greater ease. This, along with their pinkish tinge, tinge has made the ivory of the African forest elephant's tusks in high demand on the black market, unfortunately. Despite African forest elephants being able to communicate with one another through a couple of miles of dense jungle, the sound they make is so low that it cannot be heard by humans. They are an essential tool in the spreading of seeds throughout Africa forest and are therefore vital to the running of their native ecosystems. Up next we have the African palm civet. And when I look at the African palm civet, I see uh, Timon from The Lion King. I'm not sure if Timon is actually an African palm civet, but based on the picture I see here, this seems to me to be what was the inspiration for Timon. The African palm civet, also commonly known as the two-spotted palm civet, excuse me, is a species of civet natively found in the tropical jungles of eastern and central Africa. Unlike the other civet species, which are all very closely related to one another, the African palm civet is in a genetic group of its own, making it the most distinctive among the civet species. The African palm civet is widespread throughout a number of habitats, with an abundance in numbers in certain areas. The African palm civet is a great opportunist, and is thought to be the most common forest-dwelling small carnivore in all of Africa. Despite their cat-like appearance and behaviors, the African palm civet is not a feline at all, but in fact more closely related related to other small carnivores, including weasels and mongooses. One of the African palm civet's most distinctive features are their brown to light tan to yellow colored thick fur 
which is mottled, mottled with a series of darker brown spots. The African palm civet is a solitary animal that leads a crepuscular lifestyle, meaning that it only emerges for a few hours at dawn and dusk in order to hunt for food. They are primarily tree-dwelling creatures that spend most of the day and night hours resting in the safety of shelter of the trees. Despite being generally very solitary creatures, the African palm civet has been known to gather in groups of up to 15 members when food is in abundance. Very interesting, huh? Up next, we have the African penguin. I have a couple more that we will do for today's episode. The African penguin is a small to medium-sized penguin species that is found along the coast of South Africa and on a number of its surrounding islands. The African penguin is thought to be most closely related to the Humboldt and Magellanic penguins found in southern South America and the Galapagos penguin found in the Pacific Ocean near the equator. The African penguin was named for the fact that it is the only species of penguin that is found breeding on the African coast, and it is, it is believed to be one of the first penguin species to be discovered by humans. The African penguin is a fairly distinctive species of penguin, with clean black and white markings and a sharply pointed black beak. The African penguin also has black feet and a number of dot-like markings flecked across its white chest, which are said to be as unique to the individual penguin as a human fingerprint, along with a narrow black band. The male African penguin is generally slightly larger than their female counterparts, but both are fairly similar in appearance. One of the African penguin's most distinctive features is that they have pink glands above their eyes which help them to cope with the temperate climates. The hotter the African penguin gets, the more blood is sent to these glands so it may be cooled by the surrounding air, which in turn makes these glands more pink. Like many other penguin species, African penguins are incredibly sociable birds, with adults forming pair bonds that last for life as long as 10 years. African penguins can often be seen grooming one another, which is not only practical, for cleaning purposes, but also for removing parasites and even just rearranging feathers, constantly straightening the social, constantly strengthening the social bond between the pair. Their courtship displays are often very noisy as they make, as a male and female penguin call to each other using a series of donkey-like sounds. Very interesting, isn't it? African penguins molt once a year, which they do back in their colonies. The whole process lasts for about 20 days, in which time the African penguins cannot swim or eat and can lose almost half of their body weight. African penguins are known to spend long periods of time fishing out at sea and, depending on the area, can travel between 30 and 110 kilometers in one trip. However, those African penguins who have chicks to feed will rarely go that far catching food closer to the shore and as quickly as possible. It is widely believed that African penguins were one of the first penguin species to come into contact with humans, 
due to the fact they are found on the temperate South African coast rather than in the heart of the Antarctica. This, however, does not seem to have worked to the bird's advantage, as their eggs were stolen for food, and the guano used in nest buildings were harvested for fertilizer. Next, we have the African tree toad. Looks like a pleasant little green toad that you'd find in a uh, tour guide map, like in a nature reserve, but I'm sure we'll learn that they're actually very dangerous and poisonous, but let's see. The African tree toad is a small species of toad found in the forests of Central Africa. Today, little is still known about this tiny amphibian, and the constantly decreasing population numbers of the African tree toad are making it increasingly difficult for us to learn more about them. There are two known subspecies of the African tree toad, which are the African tree toad and the Bates tree toad. Both African tree toad species are of similar size and color, but tend to differ in the geographical regions they inhabit. The African tree toad is generally darker to light brown in color, with white patches on its belly, and like other toad species, the African tree toad has especially designed feet have the African tree toad has specially designed feet which aid its semi-aquatic and tree climbing lifestyle. The African tree toad is a terrestrial animal and uses its toes to also help it to hop around on the ground. Very little is known about the African tree toad, as only a handful of records exist throughout its very limited range, and there are no, and there are in fact no records that confirm its existence through much of its so-called natural habitat. It is simply just assumed that the African toad exists in these areas. Let's see. I think we can do one more. Next, I'm trying to skip because now we have the Ainu dog. I'm trying to skip dogs only because um, we covered them in the uh, dog dictionary series, but there are a couple here. But anyway, we'll stop on this one because this is an interesting dog breed, which is the Akbash. The Akbash is a large white breed of domestic dog native to the plains and mountains of western Turkey. The Akbash is a guard dog and was originally bred by shepherds around 3,000 years ago to create a white-colored dog that could guard their flock of sheep. Although the exact reasons for this particular choice in color are unknown, it is widely believed that a white guard dog was wanted to ensure that it wasn't mistaken for a hungry predator such as a wolf. The Akbash is an ancient breed of domestic dog, and although it is thought to have derived from similar breeds in Italy and Hungary, its exact ancestry is not really known. These other continental guard dogs, however, were thought to have been brought into Europe from parts of Asia. The Akbash is a large and powerful breed of dog that is perfectly built for a life of sheep guarding in the mountains. It has a short to medium length coat which is white in color, with occasional patches of light brown. The coat of the Akbash 
is coarse to prevent it from matting when exposed to the alpine elements. And the double layer allows it to also be water resistant, protecting the Akbash from getting too cold. The Akbash has a big head and powerful jaws, along with a very strong body, a short neck, and large curved toes. The tail of the Akbash is very distinctive to the breed, as it not only as it is not only long and curved, but is also covered in longer feathered fur. The Akbash has thickly padded feet and almond-shaped eyes that vary from gold to dark brown in color. The Akbash was originally bred by shepherds to guard their flocks from large mountain predators, so they are naturally a dominant and aggressive breed. They are one of the most primitive guard dogs among domestic breeds today, and therefore require a firm and experienced owner. They are, however, intelligent and courageous animals that risk their lives to protect the animals and people under their guard. They are known to have strong maternal instincts and have been observed aiding sheep in cleaning their newborn calves. Very interesting. The Akbash. So, I think we'll leave it uh, there for this. Um, the first of what will be at least a couple more animal explorations. Um, Next up, we'll start with the, let's see here. Once again, there are a couple more dogs here, and I, I do want to introduce us to different breeds. Next up, we'll start with the albatross. Start with the albatross. So let me know if you like the series. Let me know if you want me to change something up about it. Um, I enjoy just kind of reading this. For some, it's very interesting. For others, it's boring. But I think for just about all, it helps you just kind of take your mind off whatever's bothering you and hopefully helps you sleep and relax. So that's the goal. You can always get in touch with the show by emailing me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.